Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. What is up and welcome to Synergetic Culture. My name is Adam Bieber. I'm grateful you're joining us today on an episode called Extreme Ownership. This is a solo episode with me, your host, Adam Bieber. I want to share with you a quote from one of my favorite leaders out there today. His name is Jocko Willink. Jocko is a retired Navy SEAL and an author of several books. In fact, Jocko hosts probably my favorite podcast right now. It's called the Jocko Podcast. If you're a big podcaster, I encourage you to check it out. But just be forewarned, um, they are not short episodes. Um, he usually does interviews of really, really unique people and talks to them about their life story and their journey and usually extracts some amazing leadership uh, principles that he then shares with his audience. Jocko, being a retired Navy SEAL, brings a lot of uh, input and um, experience to the table with his military career, and often he interviews people with a military background, so that's another uh, kind of a heads up. That's kind of the mindset at which he brings uh, these podcasts out, but his books are remarkable. Um, what he does now for a living is he has a company called Echelon Front, and what they do is they go and do uh, consulting and work with people on leadership and building teams, and I would say he's probably one of the best at building a synergetic culture. Uh, I can't say enough about Jocko and uh, what he does and, and his experience and, and the service that he gave to our nation for uh, 20 years. Uh, but he wrote a book, and it's called Extreme Ownership, which is where I'm getting the title for this podcast episode. And uh, the book is called Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy Seals Lead and Win. Now, a lot of the book, if you check it out, which I highly recommend, uh, is uh, about leading from the front. So if you are the leader of, uh, a leader of the team. Um, however, when I hear the word leader, I think of every single person. Everybody falls into the category of a leader. Um, I've mentioned before Dr. Tim Elmore uh, working with him, his definition of leadership was solving problems and serving people. I love that definition because everybody has the ability to do that. So this quote that I want to share with you came from this book, Extreme Ownership, How Navy Seals Lead and Win. And it says this, leaders must own everything in their world. There is no one else to blame. Oftentimes, I look at the big scope, the grand scheme, or the big picture. At least I try to. And sometimes there's a temptation to point the finger and blame other people for why things ended up the way they ended up. 
And the reality that Jocko is trying to communicate here is that as a leader, you've got to own everything in your world. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I talk about my uh, mindset and the way that I've been able to, to cope with anxiety and kind of follow, follow this, this uh, thought process that says, um, I'm going to focus on things that are within my sphere of influence to affect change or that are my responsibility to change. I think what Jocko's saying here is leaders must own everything that are within their sphere of influence or their responsibility to change in their world. They are yours to own. The outside um, uh, things that have affected the outcome are not the things to blame. It's the leader it's themselves. Now, um, I want to keep this episode short, and I also want to keep it practical. As you know, I, I really try uh, in every episode to have practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want you to just come away from listening to this podcast feeling good, uh, feeling just inspired, but I want to give you tools that you can implement immediately. And I've thought of three things that I think are going to help you own the day. So something that if you're listening to this, you can put into practice today. And these are just three simple things that I believe make a difference and not only making you better, but making the people around you better. So here are the three things. Number one, be on time to work, to meetings, when you are supposed to be somewhere, when you're committed to something, be on time. What it shows the other people around you is that you are somebody that is trustworthy, that you're going to show up when you are supposed to show up. But what it also does for you personally is it does something in your mind that prepares you and gets you ready for the task at hand. I've talked about it before when preparing for meetings or getting to work, being able to master the little things sets you up for success to do bigger and, and better things. But it starts with making the commitment and making the effort to just simply be on time. There's another Navy SEAL whose uh, book that I've read. He is, his name is um, retired Admiral, Admiral William McRaven. And he's got a really famous keynote speech that he gave at a Texas Longhorns graduation. And that was titled, Make Your Bed. And he talks about the benefits of starting the day by making your bed. I encourage you to go check it out and listen to it. I'm not going to unpack it all right now, um, but it's definitely worth the couple of minutes to hear what he has to say. It's very similar, it, this principle, this, this one way that you can own the day. Being on time, it does the same exact thing for you. It's an accomplishment that you make. It's a mindset that you have. It's an example that you set, and it's the way that you impact the people around you. Uh, there's a there's a passage in the Bible that mentions this. It says, if you're faithful or honest in little things, you will be faithful or honest in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater. I want to set myself up for success. And I'm going to start with 
taking control of the things that are within my sphere of influence and do the little things and do them well, do them right. Be on time. Number two, this is the second way that you can own the day. Be positive. Now you might be like, okay, Adam, that's a little bit of a cheese ball uh, uh, takeaway here. How am I supposed to just be positive? But I want you to consider the mindset that you have. Now there is a uh, psychological kind of principle that says you can only think one thought at a time. Now I have ADHD, so sometimes I challenge that and I'm like, I bet I can think 10 thoughts at one time. But the truth is you can really only focus on and think about one thing at one at a time. Now, as someone that struggles with anxiety, sometimes my thoughts are what drive the anxious feelings that I feel in my body. One of the things that I do to practice healthy coping is I replace the thoughts with other thoughts because the idea is that your thoughts are informed by an underlying belief that you have. So if I'm thinking negative things, if that's my thought, then the below the surface of that, behind that is a belief that is negative. Here's a real simple example. Um, if I feel my thought process is people don't like me. This is a negative one. Well, what lies below the surface of people don't like me is an insecurity that I'm not enough for people. Now, that's me being really transparent and honest with you. That's, that's definitely a thought that I've had before in the past. Now, what I, what, I, what I can do is I can replace that thought. And what that helps to do is to rework the belief below the surface and say, I am positive and I leave a good impression on the people that I'm around. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about the people that have said that they enjoy spending time with me. And the, what it does is, is it transforms the, the belief to believe that I am somebody that people want to be around. Now, that's just a very simple way of unpacking it in an example that I'm giving you. But let me tell you, there's something that happens when you change your thoughts and you adjust your belief and you're able to do more than you thought possible. Now, I want to give you an example of this by telling you a story about a guy named Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister is famous because he is the first person to run a four-minute mile. Now, leading up to this, scientists and experts, quote-unquote, I'm doing the finger air quotes, said that it was impossible for any human being to run a four-minute mile. They said that your lungs would give out, your heart would, would give out. Um, it's physically impossible. No human can do it. So for a long time, nobody ran a four-minute mile. But this guy, Roger Bannister, thought, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that it's possible. And he bought into a belief that he could run a four-minute mile. And let me tell you something. He wound up doing it. Now, the amazing part about this story is what happened a mere 46 days later, not even seven weeks later, a guy by the name of John Landy. John Landy ran a mile in three minutes and 57 seconds. Just 46 days after Roger Bannister defied science. 
And this was back in the 1950s. If we fast forward to today, there are students, kids in high school and in college that are running four-minute miles. The thing that changed for Roger Bannister and for John Landy and now for thousands of people since then is the belief that they could do it. So positivity really does make a difference. When you choose to think positive thoughts, I got this, I'm capable, I'm equipped, I am cut out for this job, whatever those positive thoughts need to be. And sometimes you might think, Adam, you're absolutely crazy for even suggesting this. But speaking it out loud, speaking the positive affirmations out loud, make a difference. You hear yourself say it, you speak it, your brain processes it, processes it, not just the thought, but also the audio and the verbal. And it starts to shift and pivot the belief beneath the surface that will push you to do more than you thought possible. So, number one was be on time. Number two was be positive. And number three, this is a big one, avoid gossip. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt has a, an awesome famous quote about gossip. And it says this, she said this, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. I have never, ever, ever been a part of a healthy team and a synergetic culture that had gossip in the mix. Last week, on the episode where I interviewed my mom, we talked about the environment at camp that was, uh, we, we just had a strong stance against gossip. That was something that we purposed, that she instilled in us as camp counselors. And it created the most incredible environment because we weren't spending time, and in my opinion, wasting time talking about people behind their back, spreading rumors, digging up people's dirt. Instead, we chose to come up with ideas, find ways to help, find ways to encourage, to be positive. And what that did for our team is it, it created this infectious attitude that completely avoided gossip and chose to believe the best about people, chose to build each other up, and we strengthened each other. That, is, that was such a incredible early example for me of what it looks like for an entire team to buy into a, a, a mission and a, and a system or a way of operating that truly caused all of us to be better, to get better, to improve. It, it developed the first synergetic culture that I ever saw. And since then, I've had the the, the joy of being a part of different organizations and seeing different cultures. And I will tell you, one of the things that I noticed that immediately infects a team with toxicity, uncertainty, doubt, and fear is gossip. Because I'll tell you one thing, if you find yourself huddling around the water cooler or in somebody's cubicle or, or, or ducking into somebody's office and you're gossiping about someone else in the office, I guarantee you that person that is gossiping is doing the same thing somewhere else 
when you're not listening. I personally put stock into what people perceive of me. I care about what people think about me. Now, I used to care too much, and it caused me to struggle with things and not be able to say no to things, and that was just part of my growth journey. I might talk about that on another episode. But I care what people think about me, and if I am sitting with someone and they're choosing to gossip, I become very uncomfortable. I'll often change the subject. I've straight up told people, hey, it sounds like you have an issue with that person. And I personally think it'd be better if you went straight to them and talked to them about it. Because there's nothing that I can do to improve the situation. And I don't want us to waste our time here in this conversation talking about somebody else. Oh, snap. Yeah, no, I definitely do it. I'll say it. Because I've seen it cripple a team. I've seen it infect the team with poison. It's poisonous for a synergetic culture. Synergetic cultures, healthy teams, successful, thriving, healthy cultures, and gossip do not coexist. So let me run through these things one more time. Number one, be on time. Number two, be positive. Number three, avoid gossip. To me, these are three simple ways that you can immediately impact yourself, your mindset, and the way you own the day and will positively impact the people around you. I've said this before on this podcast, and I believe it at my core, that your position does not determine your potential to impact the culture of the team. These are ways that you can own the day from any position in your organization or in your team. Whether or not you're the leader, your position does not determine your potential to impact the people on your team. So here's my encouragement to you. Go own the freaking day. Put these simple yet impactful practices into place daily and watch your culture improve around you. Watch yourself improve because you're daily deciding to take these things and own them. They're simple. All of us can do them. So that's my encouragement to you. Go out there and own the freaking day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'll catch you guys back next week for another episode of Synergetic Culture. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>